0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of APU INCREWS podcast series, Culture Shock or Knock. And today, our team is Banners and Manners. And with us, we have the esteemed Professor Alcantra, who's joining us, and will share her perspective. Alongside her, we have Asma, who is one of our fellow students. Thank you both for joining us. Would you like to briefly introduce yourselves to the audience, starting with Professor Alcantra?
1: Thank you, Rizane, for inviting me to this podcast. Um, I'm Leilani Alcantor. I'm currently the Dean of the School of Management here in riz and Asia-Pacific University. And I'm also the founding director of the Center for Inclusive Leadership um, um, that is hosting this event. So it, uh, I, I feel so honored to be a part of this new activity that INCREV um, is organizing. So thank you for having me.
0: Thank you very much Professor for joining us. Uh, What about you Asma, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you
2: for the invitation. My name is Asma from Morocco and I'm a second year student in APU.
0: All right, thank you so much for joining us both of you. So um, quickly, I would like to move to our discussion today. So firstly, do you mind if we ask you, uh, how long have each of you lived in Japan? I'm pretty sure a professor has lived longer than all of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, um, yes, I I actually have, uh, honestly, I have stopped counting. Um, (laughs) It's... um, 20 20 years 20 years years. i think 20 years but but i was also away for two years and for two years within that 20 years so i think full 18 years in japan wow Um, but i've been away from the philippines for a very long time now
0: Wow, it mm. must not feel like a shock anymore. You must have gotten.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, when you were during this the, during the introduction, you were asking me actually, actually about like culture shock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that has happened a long time ago, but uh, I, I guess I could still share some of those experiences that I had in the past and, and I, some things that I could probably recall or yeah, good reflections recently. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'll do my best to, re- to reflect <laughs> and recall those, um, uh, memories. All right. We'll try our best to
0: cater to your experiences as well. What about you, Asma? For me, you take that 20 and you remove the zero. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Asma.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for two years, but it feels like I've been here like six
0: months ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. It's... Um, do you do baito here, Asma? Like do you work? Yes, I teach French here. Oh, yeah. Wow, that must be a unique experience. I as far as I know, you're also an RA, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So I'm pretty sure what we mean by RA is research assistant or resident assistant. Oh,
0: sorry. RA means Mm. resident assistant in a house. Yeah. Good Mm. good point. Yeah. Um, So in that case, Asma, you also have some experiences working with Japanese people. And have you faced any issues or problems so far or anything striking in terms of working with Japanese people or in terms of the culture or anything?
2: Mm, yes, that has been pretty much my life as an RA. But it was a good learning experience because, you know, um, the way I normally would communicate with Moroccans is different from the way I would communicate with a Japanese person in a meeting because um, when you're in a meeting, you are not only you're paying attention to the atmosphere. So sometimes you have to read the air and understand from, you know, the atmosphere, are people in with the idea Are do people agree or not? And then you have to make it easier for people to say no. So, because it's really hard to say no. So, yeah, that's one of many, 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 many things that, Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can cover everything in this like one podcast, sadly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: what about you, Professor? You must have had plenty, 20 whole years. (laughs) Oh, 20, yes, but um well, some of the I think simple things that I could remember that surprised me when it went you know during my 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 first year of coming in Japan. Well, I think simple things that I probably I, I did not you know observe in the Philippines, like for example like uh, people, Japanese uh, people in suits like wearing suits on bicycles like I did not see that when I was in the Philippines but it was like you know um, um, normal but probably now in the Philippines too that's happening because you know um, I think um, more sustainable ways of transportation are now being also promoted in the Philippines and I think cycling is also has also become like a hobby of many so maybe now I could also see people on bicycles, like you know, wearing suits. But the, you know, I, I know it's just maybe it's 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 a very uh, um, simple observation. But there was one thing that really you know that surprised me when when I when I came to Japan because the image the image of people wearing suits to me. We, 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 you know they they did not feed those people wearing bicycles at that time at that time. And I, I guess, and I was just like think and and I think that's what we meant by culture shock, right? because we we have we have those images in our mind that, were developed or were developed throughout the years of our life and then we encountered something different and that's why then we you know we we, we felt the shock because it was different from from the images we had um in our mind um other things too was you know um come um I, I saw a lot of people reading books, well, and, and newspapers, even like long newspapers, while they are on commute in trains. But this day so also I don't see that off, um, often now in Japan because now people use their mobile phones, mobile phones. But before, um, I uh, I was really surprised to see a lot of a lot of people um, reading books and newspapers um, um, in trains and I think maybe that's also the um, how they view time you know um, like finding another way to make use of that commute time and and the thing is um, when I was commuting in the Philippines, you know commuting was not that convenient for me. I, I mean you know there was not much space to really you know um, have your book or use long newspapers to stretch your, yeah. your newspaper to re- to read so, I think because different environments then would, would I think, um, um, would would foster or attract different sets of of behaviors. I guess so. Those are the two simple things that uh, I could remember now. Being surprised, seeing um, in my uh, during my first year um, um, in Japan, and. And in terms of maybe working and, and, and still experience it um, during, um, yeah, like these days would be about time, like um, like a meeting, right? So you, you, we often um have our meetings, we organize our meetings, and um, I and I still you know, um, some of my colleagues, like especially like Japanese colleagues would, would would apologize for being, let's say one minute late or two minutes late, right? And then I, w- I would, uh, oh, would we really um, um, poly- Let's say if, it, if that happens in the Philippines, uh, w- would we um, um, apologize for being one minute late or two minutes late? But um, but here um, you, you, you would get that, right, Asma? Do you get that too? yes yes yeah right so um and and i and i again i I think that's the difference in the way i think uh we 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 think about um we think about true culture and also that's actually one of the things that i i tried to be more conscious about because i was from a different culture and and in the philippines it was actually I know it might sound it might sound also excused, but the transportation is just really, you know, unpredictable. You really don't know when you're (laughs) when you you will arrive at the meeting place that you have set for your meeting. Right. So um, so being late is is um, um, is somehow, um, you know, expected. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think it's 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 also I think again you know because different cultures have different perspectives about time. Yeah. And so um, I think I'm just trying to say that it's not just also the environment, also the culture itself um, um, affects the way um, we treat uh, we we treat time. And so I was coming from a different culture, and I know that the Japanese culture. Has a different um, understanding or perspective about time, so I uh, I, I need to I know I, I told myself I need to be more conscious about it. There are times that I'm I also you know um, I'm I'm not successful, but I tr- I do my best to be more conscious about it because I became you know it came to my attention that's one thing that, that that's a part of Japanese culture that I need to be um, aware of. But at the same time too it also helped me reflect on you know my culture the way um, we think about um, about about time so when people are late doesn't mean that they don't value your time or they it doesn't mean that they um, they're not enthusiastic about you know about meeting you about the project that you are uh, that you have with them um, so try not to jump into conclusions. So sometimes when, 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 when I visit the Philippines and I meet people, what I always do will, will bring something with me to read or to work on while waiting so that, you know, um, um, so that I just don't wait, but I use that time, um, effectively and, and, and try not to judge people by. You know, but, <laughs> but just uh, uh, by being right. So yeah, I think those are the two things. So it, 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 it made me aware of what are those um, cultural issues that I need to pay attention to because they're different from my culture at the same time to then reflect on the, um, my own culture and also um, um, Japanese culture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's also a term for that uh, time mm. that we use in between, like buses coming in or like mm. when we're on the bus. I think it's called downtime, and mm. it's become quite a thing, especially in Japan. When you, yeah, you're right. When you see everyone reading books and always trying to use their time mm. efficiently, yeah. Could you actually imagine yourself cycling on suits? Anyone? Because I, I can't. Like if you <laughs> you tell me to cycle in a suit, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. So with like, your I, asthma. Yeah. What <laughs> do you think, <laughs> asthma?
2: I, I, it's kind of still like a shock for me to see, people yeah, so I don't think I would do it for now. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Mm. although we are used to seeing the culture now, have we truly actually adapted to it? Like, can you uh, see yourself using time that efficiently on like buses or trains? What do you think? Like when you're on the bus, asthma. what do you Mm -hmm. usually do? Are you like scrolling through social media or are you reading a book?
2: Oh, it depends actually on um, how I'm feeling at that time. Sometimes I'm just like thinking, sometimes I read a book, sometimes I listen to music. So it depends. Um, But yeah, like the time is, is a concept. It's a different concept in different cultures and it means it, gives a different message so as professor alcantara said that for japanese people if you're late it probably means that you're not respecting their time yeah. but back home, if you're on time for a wedding for example you will think you're a clown they're like <laughs> why are you oh. on? yeah it's like are you are you making a fool of yourself yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. For, for a wedding wow. not for a work uh related uh and
1: um, situation yeah oh I, yeah that's interesting it made me um you know, recall of the, what what happened when when I was in the Philippines like it was it was a family um it was it was a I was visiting a friend's house and and I I came on time and 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 my friend told me you could have given me more time to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um but of course you know we're friends so <laughs> but i guess you know um, um I, I guess our um our friends who are coming from different culture won't say that right <laughs> that's true yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I, I personally didn't struggle as much with time because um my dad w- was very strict on time growing up um however i I was shocked more with um, interpersonal relationships. Yes, that was like my mm. biggest.
0: Mm. That's also quite interesting. Well, um, if we would like cycle back a bit, uh, what made you come to APU actually, and like the perceived image you had of APU before coming here—is it like different now? Has it changed significantly? Like, was there a culture shock throughout your APU experience, let alone Japan? Maybe Asma, you're the closest to it. You can answer first. Um,
2: Personally, I didn't really set expectations before coming here, but of course, I had stereotypes about Japan and Japanese people. And then, um, you know, before APU, when I think about Japanese people, I think of, you know, people who work really hard, people who are really efficient, um, people who do things with integrity, right? Um, When I came here, every day is like a a new shock, a new culture shock. (laughs) Like Being an RA actually showed me a lot of things that I could not expect about how the process of being efficient works, like what things you have to give up, what things you have to do to achieve that kind of perfection. Um, yeah, so that has been a really big learning experience,
0: yeah. Mm. All right. What about you, Professor? Like, has, Was your perceived image of your APU journey different from what you're actually experiencing now?
1: Well, before I joined um, APU, what actually attracted me the most about APU is actually having its diverse culture. Like um, that, I could be in Japan while enjoying also not being in a in a not so Japanese, like fully Japanese environment because of its diverse environment. Um, so, and that image has remained the same because APU is truly a diverse. Um, um, university, like an organization, it's like I, I, our our students are, as you know, our students are coming from different backgrounds, right? So as if in, in a classroom, sometimes you don't have a majority, like everyone is minority because they're coming from different cultures. And, and, and our, our staff um, also, like my colleagues, they are also coming from different cultures. So I enjoyed working. Uh, with my colleagues because they're coming from different countries and, and I think they're teaching me different things. Um, um and, and, and I think that's one thing that I, I enjoyed the most also in APU is, is like you know having that environment um a diverse environment that um that I could because there's so much to learn from diversity. Um, not only that it allows you to learn about yourself but it also uh, allows you to learn things that you don't know about yourself, right? And also about others. So, um, and and I think that is what I truly enjoy um, in APU. While I enjoy being in Japan, like enjoying enjoying, um, the um, culture here in Japan and the food that I like here in Japan.
0: Wow. It seems like both of you have had a very positive journey so far, but I do wonder that if you could, I don't know, reflect back and think of like maybe one negative instance, have you had that so far? Like something that maybe our audience can also relate to or you can like warn them of like not misstepping or like not doing something wrong culture-wise maybe, or even if it's like something inappropriate while we're working or eating anything. Yeah, because I think like both of you have had your fair share of experiences with Japan and this culture. Yes, yes. Anything off mm. the top of your mind? Yeah,
2: um, so in Morocco, in order to greet people, you have to, you know, kiss them on the cheeks, right? Oh. That's what you can do. And if you don't kiss, you hug or you do something, like you shake hands. Um, but generally like 95% of the time it's like kissing, right? Um, and even when saying goodbye, you can't just wave and say goodbye. You have to kiss or hug or do something because otherwise people will think, what kind of manners do you have? Like, (laughs) where were you raised? (laughs) Yeah. And you'll, you'll hear a lot of criticism if you don't just leave by waving and, Uh, I remember I was in AP house and some residents were moving out and I see that people who have spent a lot of time with each other are saying goodbye to each other by waving. I was like, what, what? (laughs) I was like, something is missing. Right. But then I realized, you know, like it, it's, It's just because it's something i grew up doing and and i got used to it and for Mm. them the people who didn't do it it's like very normal to them and it's probably very like shocking for them if like they go to morocco and see people like casually kissing each other (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Mm.
2: so
0: yeah that was an experience yeah wow Mm. actually i didn't know that about morocco either that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
2: remember yeah. I was told it, like, I, ca- I did an exchange in the US, right? And I came back and I was, like, still shocked, like, still lost. And I didn't greet someone by kissing in the family. And they gave me a lecture. Where are your manners? You went oh. to the US. Now you're forgetting your culture. A yeah. <laughs> whole lecture about that, yeah.
0: Wow. That sounds mm-hmm. a bit extreme, though.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, what about like things like language? Did you face any problem? Because you, you spoke about teaching French, right? Like, did mm-hmm. you face any problem with Japanese or anything? Oh, um, really- the question is for me, right? Yeah. for For now, it's for you. Um.
2: Of course, like every APU student, I faced um. You know, challenges with Japanese when I first came. However, like the challenge that I faced the most was not like actual language language but like communication in itself mm-hmm. because the way we communicate in Morocco is quite different from the way people communicate here in Japan or in many other East Asian countries without generalizing with exceptions of course but um, I've noticed a pattern of speaking in an indirect manner when conveying something right and that's become so that's very normal for people who are, who grew up using that kind of um communication pattern to the point that when they want to understand messages from other people they understand it in a certain way so you have this scenario where i'm trying to say trying to say something and someone else is understanding something else and that was like a big clash all the time mm. I was really frustrated yeah and but then what i did was i like as nerdy as it sounds, I read a lot of research paper about like mechanisms <laughs> of communication, the history, the psychology, everything, and it, it turns oh. out that actually, even if we, when you look at neuroscience, the pathways, the neural pathways mm. for a person from um, a Western country and a person from East Asian country are different when it comes to communication, and like understanding that actually helped me understand that okay. I probably should adapt the way I communicate messages if I want to convey my message mm-hmm. in a more uh, effective way. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, the most of the research paper w- were about US versus Japan in general. I mean, I'm not from the US, but That was good to learn at least, yeah. Uh,
0: That sounds like a lot of effort. I think like our audience has something unique (laughs) to look (laughs) look up to. Wow. But like um, this is for like professor. We've actually never heard of the experiences of professors with language. Like, how is the (laughs) battle like?
1: Oh, uh, about language, yes, Japanese. Well, um, to me, Japanese was not really an easy language to learn. It took time for me um, to learn language, especially of course kanji. Oh, but yeah. when I was studying it, the way I kind of like framed it was like kanji was an art. and and I enjoyed art. I enjoy art. So um, it it, it kind of made it easier for me, at least and also more fun or more enjoyable to learn kanji. When I started thinking of it actually as an art, which is I, which I still believe it's an art because you know by just looking at the the character you could actually get the meaning right. You could sense the meaning, um, so, um, and, and that's a, what I um, struggled. At the same time, that's what I enjoyed about um, studying Japanese. And also, there are Japanese phrases that you could only learn by using it or by by being in the culture, being, you know, embedded in the culture. For example, there was this phrase that when I was studying, I, I didn't really truly understand, like, um, os- osore mm. osore like um, I read it from the book, but I couldn't, I couldn't use it. Until now, I couldn't, I, couldn't, um, um, <laughs> I don't think I, I could, I could use it, you know, easily. Um, but, but I, I, I understood it more when I was doing a part-time job. Um, but still, it's hard for me to use it. Um, I, I don't think it would come out from me naturally, um, even though somehow I know about it. But um, I, I still feel reluctant using it because sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe it's not the right you know, context to use it. Because a lot of phrases are context-based. Mm-hmm. And um, even after living in Japan for so many, for so many years, um, I, I still struggle with... You know in what context this phrase should be should be used or or not so um and um and and i think also the advantage of being an apu is that you know you could use english at the same time too people know that you know um well japanese is not my uh, uh it's a foreign language to for me so making mistake is um <laughs> is expected or understandable. Although sometimes I, I think when um, um I think there are um I had experiences in the past like when I when I uh spoke in Japanese and I made a mistake and I got, you know, and then people laughed at me. I really felt bad. Like you know I really felt bad after that I'm like I am trying, like I'm doing my best and you're laughing at me. <laughs> Uh, but then I, of course, then after a while Then I, I, you know, I'll get over that feeling Okay, this is, which which tells me that I need to study um, Japanese more But, because uh, so you asked earlier What are those negative, you know, experiences um, 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 We had um, when it comes to culture And also when it comes to language And that's one thing that I, uh, that I recall Like when people when people laugh at me Because I, I use it wrongly Then uh, I feel bad about it um, so, uh, yes. So I okay, hope I answered your question.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's way more yeah. than what I was mm. expecting. Actually, mm. uh, I'm just going to briefly ask you, you mentioned about a part-time job, and I think many, pe- mm. many students don't know about your history before <laughs> APU. So if you sure. could just briefly go through your timeline, maybe, for us wow <laughs> that's, that's a long
1: one. Oh, <laughs> part of my life <laughs> all right okay about, about a part-time job so when i was when i was a student i did most of my part-time i actually started my my first hmm, i'm trying to recall my first most of my part-time jobs were related to um it's either like being a research assistant or teaching assistant and and i would maybe explain more about that little yeah in a while. So th- that Osora autoritamus um, example that I had, I actually learned that when I was when I when I did my part-time job at K- KFC, at Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, yeah. So um, um I did that part-time job when I was uh, when I was a student and um and um but that was just a short um part-time job and I was also um interested in 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 doing uh, uh, other kinds of part-time jobs so I took that part-time jobs. So, but most of my part-time jobs when I was a student was either I was teaching or I was um, I was a research assistant. And, and I think that was the reason why I, you know, I got interested in, you know, in, a, in a academia because I was really interested in in research. Um, so research was the uh, so being a research assistant actually um, made me think about um, going to Ph.D., to do research, oh, yeah. not actually to teach, actually not to teach, but also, but actually to do research. And during my study also I did a part-time job as a part-time teacher, a part-time um, um, instructor, English instructor, or I was, um, I was a member of this one organization that, um, that would send um, foreign students to um, schools in Japan to introduce culture and talk about culture. And, and that part-time job, I really enjoyed a lot. Um, And and I think that that's how also I developed my interest um, in teaching. Mm. Um, So I think the part time jobs I had while I was studying kind of led me to this um, path because I discovered the things that um, um, I was interested in and I am still interested in.
0: Wow, that's actually very insightful. Mm. Like if we didn't have this podcast, you would not have known about that. <laughs> <in time. laughs> yeah. um, we're kind of running out of time. So we'd like to wrap up very soon. And could we lastly ask you about one word you could use to describe about your journey so far? Maybe also highlighting like the contrast between Japan and your life back at home. Up to you though, what word you use. Um, Asma? Um. If I were
2: to sum up my life in Japan, it would be more like, eh, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Wow, it's <So> eh? <laughs> Like mm. Every day is a shock. Every day I'm learning something new I didn't know. And uh, to sum up, to give a contrast between my life back home and my life here, I have to consciously think more here to know, am I offending someone? Am I, is this okay? Mm. Appropriating this culture. While back home, I'm just like... Hey guys,
1: I'm just. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. true. What about you, professor? Yeah, that's a hard question. So one word, right? So, mm-hmm. well, I something that I always always say is a, being like like work in progress, like in progress. Like, um, you know, um, just like what else? There are so much, you know, there are so many things I I still need to know and still need to learn. And I think there there's always room for change and for improvement. So I some I, I tell myself that I'm still a work in progress.
0: Well, twenty <laughs> years, my and you're still a work in progress. yeah, I'm still a work in
1: progress. <laughs> my I mean, my journey is like that. It's a work in progress. It's not ending. It's it's you know it's still it's still an ongoing journey.
0: All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, do you have any last word of advice or messages for our audience? Anything brief? Um, Asma,
2: yeah. Yeah, um, if you're not sure about something, in about Japanese culture, like try to have this one Japanese friend, you can ask freely questions before you make (laughs) some mistakes, Mm. some big mistakes in front of other Japanese people. I have this friend, I call her the Japanese culture consultant, and I'm not sure about Mm. something, just ask her, and it just um, helps understand more and avoid any like catastrophes.
1: Sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess in my case, one more—be um, curious, like you know, just be curious, especially when you are in a in a very diverse environment. So don't jump into conclusions. Just, just be curious. Um, um, ask the question why and don't expect that, you, you, you know, you, you know, everything about that person or, or what's what's the rationale behind the behavior. So I think staying curious and also one another thing, if I may respect, I think um, um, giving respect um, to anyone, um, I think, is, is what we should um, we should remember. Um, so yes, um, being curious and being respectful.
0: All right. And being with that being said, I think that's a very really smart ending to our first podcast. Thank you so much for joining Professor Alcantara and Asma. And thank you all for listening to our first podcast. Please look forward to our co- upcoming episodes as well. Thank you. Okay.